It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. What are the Arizona Cardinals doing? Kyler Murray on the PUP list and now Colt McCoy is a free agent too? Also, Mookie Betts is making a case for MVP and college football tried to fix something that wasn't broken. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. No one was exactly thinking the Arizona Cardinals were going to contend for Super Bowls this season. But they cut their presumed starting quarterback on Monday in a move so aimed at tanking, even Sam Hinkie must have been somewhere going, I don't know, that seems like a little much for me. Locked on Cardinals host Alex Clancy joins me now. And Alex, look, no one, like I said, no one thought this team was going to be good. But how do you get to this point? So for me, Peter Bukowski, I thought the Clayton Tune should have been the starter anyways week one. Because wow. Cole McCoy's looked about as good as you or I would be lining up with the ones during camp. I mean, Cole McCoy has been a backup for his entire career. Ever since getting injured in the national championship game against Alabama, seems like he's kind of had a star-crossed career. So while it looked like he could have been the quote-unquote best option, it's the best option graded on a massive curve where first, you know, where an A in calculus is like a 38% in college. Like that's kind of what we're looking at here. So um, him getting cut, not necessarily surprising because Joshua Dobbs has history uh, with Drew Petzing and things like that. And I still think Clayton Toon should be the guy. So the fact that he got cut, it's weird, but I don't think it's necessarily out of bounds. Yeah, this is this is just not normally how teams operate. I actually, I, I kind of go the other way on this and I'm with you. If Clayton Toon should be the guy, as you said, then why worry about Colt McCoy being 5%, 10% better on a season on a team where you know you're not going anywhere anyway, give the young guy a chance. And hey, who knows? Maybe you have something here. Yeah. yeah I mean, until he Nathan Petermans it, start him. It's like, what, is it, what does it matter? What, right. It's not, like not going to be, right, it's not going to be a lesser than product to the margin where it's like, what are they doing? Like Clayton Toon, and also this is something that people don't, it's where you get the heavy insight here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you have a, an immobile quarterback, in this offense until Kyler Murray comes back, you have no idea what this offense is going to look like when Kyler Murray comes back. Yeah. At least Clayton Tuno will give you a little wrinkle, a little insight into what it could look like with more of a mobile quarterback. I mean, the dude, he led a team that was one game away from the college football playoff two years ago. If you would have come out two years ago, he probably would have been a late second rounder, early third rounder. Like people just don't see the potential there and he has potential. And that's a lot more you could say about, you know, Colt McCoy is no longer in Joshua Dobbs. He just came in. How much of this is problematic, though, for the culture? This is where I would I would take the side of the old school football people going, okay, this can have, especially if it lasts a year, two years, like let's say they they get the number one pick and Kyler leaves, and now now what? Okay, 
So what do you what do you do culture wise? Are you worried about that in this case? Because Cole McCoy, by all accounts, a plus culture guy. Yeah, for sure. And you know he's been nothing short of amazing for the quarterback room because Kyler Murray needed some help when the when the head the former head coach wouldn't do his job to be able to help him. So what Cole McCoy has done was help Kyler in some respect. Now, when you talk about culture, was Colt on his Call of Duty team? Do we know? Here's the thing. Um, I know you'd love talking about that, Peter Bukowski, uh, but when it comes to culture, everything is shifting already. Steve Kimes out. Yeah. Uh, Kingsbury's out. Monty Bidwell, uh, Monty Bidwell, Monty Austinfort had a master class of a draft, especially compared to the worst drafting GM over a 10-year span who never lost his job. What the culture is, is hitting rock bottom and how you rebuild. So while it seems like 2023 is a throwaway year, it's one of the most pivotal years in the history of the franchise in the sense that you can reset everything from step one. And very few people have the ability to do that or the opportunity to. And I feel like Jonathan Gannett's a tall order. But if you do things the right way, simply, the, when the con- when the concrete or the uh, complex things come up, you'll have this in place to be able to circumvent them a little bit more functionally than what we've seen with the Cardinals pretty much since their inception. Stay up to date all year on the Arizona Cardinals by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Cardinals on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, Mookie Betts is making quite the case for NL MVP. Before we get to why, those closest to Matthew Stafford say he's finding it hard to connect with a young Rams roster. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. You can also jump into the daily MLB action The Houston Astros will look to keep the momentum rolling against the Boston Red Sox. After winning Game 1, though, the Astros underdogs in Game 2 of the series. FanDuel has the Astros' money line eh, plus 102. You can also combine bets within the same game to make even more money. Same-game parlays are a great way to enjoy any game. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Los Angeles Rams roster has experienced massive turnover in the two years since the team won the Super Bowl. The influx of youth has quarterback Matthew Stafford finding it hard to connect with his teammates, according to his wife, Kelly. She said on her podcast last week, it's kind of crazy. So Matthew's been in the league a long time. He's like the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. They have a lot of rookies on their team. They're very young, but he's like, I feel like I can't connect. Kelly Stafford went on to say that the locker room vibe a few years ago was that of a team that hung out together. 
after practice and after games. Now the young players are on their phones and Matthew feels like the dap. He doesn't want to be called sir, but that's how the 15-year veteran is viewed by the young roster. At least stay off TikTok or something. USC basketball coach Andy Enfield said Bronny James is back attending classes and doing well. The 18-year-old son of LeBron James went into cardiac arrest during a workout last month. The James family released a statement Friday saying a congenital heart defect was the probable cause of James's cardiac arrest. The statement said the heart defect can be treated and that the family is confident in James's ability to make a full recovery and record, return to the court in the near future. James was hospitalized and released three days after being stricken on July 24th. On the diamond, Jose Altuve hit for the cycle in a game where the Astros beat the Red Sox 13 to 5. Jose, 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 Jose Altuve hit for the cycle. The first time it's been done by a Houston Astros since Brandon Barnes did it in 2013 against the Seattle Mariners and the ninth player to hit a cycle in Astros history. The Houston Astros plummeled the Red Sox today, piling on 13 runs. Jordan Alvarez hit his first home run in 70 at-bats, the longest drop he's had of his career. And Christian Javier's struggles continue. He looked shaky. He gave up a lot of runs. He walked a lot of batters. He just is not looking like himself. A preseason Cy Young favorite, although it's 9-2, has been really, really bad lately. But luckily, the relief pitchers came in, did the job, and the Astros just hit the ball all over the yard. That's right. Everybody got a hit. Stay tuned in to Locked on Astros. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ghost Rose. And the Milwaukee Brewers got their pivotal series with the Chicago Cubs off to a good start. Hi, everybody. Chuck Freeman from the Lockdown Brewers Anchor Desk, where the Brewers made it look easy in the first game in Chicago. 6-2 winners over the Cubs. They scored four of those runs right off the bat in the first inning. Mark Canna hit a two-run blast. Kristen Yelich led off the game with a solo home run. And Wade Miley goes six solid innings. Did not have to use Devin Williams tonight. They go with uh, Piamps in the eighth inning. Figaro in the seventh. Holy Milner finishes up. He got Williams a fresh uh, Devin Williams if you need him on Tuesday. Terrific pitching matchup coming up on Tuesday. You got Justin Steele. He's got 14 wins on the hill for the Cubs and for the Brewers, Corbin Burns. Run should be at the premium, but hey, the Brewers in every one of these games on this nine-game winning streak have scored five or more runs. Keep this thing going. Chasing that record of 13 from a couple of years ago, 1987. We'll talk to you coming up with a full 30-minute show. Phillies, man, they keep on rolling. There it is, folks. The Phillies win for the sixth time in their last seven games. Connor Thomas, your host of Locked On Phillies, and the Phillies take down the Angels by a nice, comfortable 6-4 win. Well, maybe it wasn't comfortable. They give up the lead early again. Of course, not the first team to score in the Philadelphia Phillies. But Trey Turner, a two-home run night, and this is the Trey Turner you paid for. This is the $300 million man. Made a big play early in this one to keep the Phillies in it. Two home runs, I mean, just incredible. The Phillies continue to slug the ball out of the yard. Bryce Harper turned a baseball into dust with his home run on the night. The Phillies are going to shatter their franchise record for home runs in a month. And they're just playing so well right now. Anyone who thought this team had a power outage, well, the power's back. 
and this team's going to be a problem. How many can they win? Well, keep putting distance in the wild card race and keep making us feel good about this baseball team. We'll talk more on the next episode of Locked On Phillies. Here is another story you need to know. Don't look now, but Mookie Betts is now the betting favorite, according to our friends over at FanDuel, to win the National League MVP. If he could do it, he would become just the second player other than Frank Robinson to win MVP in both the AL and the NL. And over the last week or so, he he can't stop hitting. At one point, was hitting 600 over a stretch of seven games. Jeff Snyder from Locked On Dodgers joins me now. And Jeff, this is this is not just a hot streak. This is one of the best players of his generation, maybe the best player of his generation, not named Mike Trout right now doing something special what has clicked in for him yeah it's pretty ridiculous what he's doing and i mean i think the main thing that's clicked is i mean he's he puts in the work he has worked hard he talked all off season about how he he went to driveline they told him you need to get bigger and stronger and you know mookie's never going to be big uh but he added eight or ten pounds of muscle and when you're his size that's a significant amount and yeah. his his goals were to get stronger and to be healthy deep into the season to not get those nagging nicks and pains that that everybody gets and especially a little guy like him and i think it's paying off and so i think a lot of what we're seeing is mookie betts is healthy and strong and the pitchers he's facing they feel like it's august and mookie feels like it's it's may you know and so <laughs> that pays off and and hopefully he can carry that into october cuz yeah i mean you mentioned frank robinson he's also like he's on pace to become the first leadoff hitter ever to hit 40 plus home runs or, and, and to set the record for most RBIs from the leadoff spot. Uh, he's on pace for about 110, 115. The record's 103. Like he's going to blow past that. He's going to blow past the record of 39 leadoff home runs. Uh, it, it's a historic season for Mookie. And the crazy thing is, it's not like, I mean, he, he's playing out of his head a little bit. Like he's not going to bat 600 over every stretch of seven games, but he, he, he's just Mookie being Mookie right now. And, you know, there will be little slumps, but what we're seeing is Mookie at his best. I know no one is going to compare what he does to what Shohei Otani does when he can be the ace of your staff and your, your best power hitter, but he can also play any position you need him to and has transitioned from being an infielder to an outfielder. But if you need him to go play over here. He can do it. Like if they needed him to catch one day, I feel like he could probably do that. And it does seem like this, if we, if if he does go win MVP, the series against the Red Sox is going to be what cements it for him. Cause it's his old team. He absolutely lights them up. And it just seemed like that's when everyone started going, wait a second, what is going on here? Yeah, and Dave Roberts said after the last game in Boston, he said it's remarkable because Mookie, there's the emotions of coming back home. It's his first time playing back in Boston since he got traded, getting standing ovations every single game of the series, having to see old friends, all of that, and then just turning that off and going out and dominating on the baseball field. Like most guys can't do that. The emotions, and you would forgive him. If Mookie had gone one for 13 this weekend, that would have been like big deal. Put it behind him. It was the first time back to Boston, you know, Instead, he went, what, had eight hits or something? It was ridiculous. He Seven was, hits, yeah. Yeah, and so that's what's special about Mookie and what he's always been able to do. And you mentioned the, the multiple positions. He's won six gold gloves in right field, and he's their starting second baseman against right-handed pitchers now. 
yeah. uh, so that they can get Jason Hayward's bat in the lineup. Mookie just says, sure, I know I'm a gold glove right fielder, but so is Jason Hayward. So how about I play second base? So Jay Hay can play right. He's played short. He's he's played, you know, the two hardest infield positions and the position he's won six gold gloves at. And he's done great defensively at all of them. Stay up to date all year on the Los Angeles Dodgers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Dodgers on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, did college football just create a problem where one didn't exist? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The 2023 college football season is getting underway, but there is a rule change that has people angry already. Locked On Big 12 host Drake Toll has more. This whole clock thing, clock CL, is abhorrent, terrible, awful, similar to my dating life in high school. Not worse, but close. The NCAA, if you didn't know, you learned this weekend if you watch college football. I did. I'm a maniac. I'm a maniac. I bet a little money on FanDuel on Vanderbilt in Hawaii. Watch it to the very end. I made 46 cents. I bet. I'm going to tell you, I, I wagered. 200 Monopoly dollars, some fake dollars, threw them out there, made 64 cents profit. And what I learned is how bad I hate the new clock rules. I talked to some college coaches this weekend, too. They don't think they love it either. It, it, the rule is that when a team gets a first down, the clock doesn't stop anymore. We're playing NFL, baby. Pass complete, 15-yard gain, and the clock keeps churning. The first drive in the Notre Dame game was what? One of the early drives took up half the first quarter on 12 plays. And it was just, it was grueling. You've NFL'd my college football. There was a distinct difference. Now I feel like I'm, I'm alone. I am, I am alone with high school football. High school football and I are still getting along. The rules are still there. College football, you have NFL'd my college football. I like the NFL for what it is. I like to leave it where it is. And don't, don't change college football. There's a rules change in 2006, 2005, 2006 but they decided in college ball to try to shorten the games up. So there was a 10%, 10% less gameplay and which is a, va- a big amount of gameplay. They immediately changed it because everybody hated it so much. What I'm telling you right now, this is my charge to give to you is if we all gather together and complain enough, it works. If we all gather together and complain enough about these new clock rules, they will change it. They will go back. You've taken away 10%. It's like seven snaps for both teams. Went from like 70 snaps to 63 snaps. Seven snaps for both teams. Taken away 10% of my college football Saturday. Here's the thing. Why did this rule exist in the first place? Why does it exist now? Why should the clock stop just because you got a first down? College football games take longer than NFL games in a lot of cases. We're talking about three three and a half hours at a time when Major League Baseball is trying to make the game shorter, not 
longer. When golf is trying to get amateurs to tee it forward, to make the game easier and shorter, anything you can do to reduce time, needless time, is a good thing. This is a good thing. There's no reason for the clock to stop on a first down. There's just no reason for it. You can huddle. You have plenty of time on the play clock. There's no need for the clock to stop. And the other part of this is it makes the final two minutes of a game, it could take a half an hour or longer. And it it takes all of the fun out of two-minute drives because you don't need timeouts. And any game is, now there is the excitement part of it is any game is within reach because in the final two minutes, you might have three or four possessions. But there's no reason to have this rule. There's no, re- there's no reason the clock should stop. So, now it won't. And finally, we end with some business news that spans multiple sports. Terry Pagula dissolved the parent company that runs the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres on Monday. Both teams will now operate as separate entities. Pagula said in a statement, it is a great time to be a Buffalo sports fan, and we have a tremendous amount of confidence that restructuring will allow businesses to continue to elevate our teams. Under the PSC umbrella, the teams previously shared business and marketing departments. You can only hope the awesome TikTok account run by the Bills will continue. No, seriously, go check it out. The Bills get TikTok. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow is a muddled NL wildcard picture becoming just a little bit clearer. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.